Well, welcome again to another podcast, uh, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And again, this is your host, Irv Risch, and uh, I'm coming to you from Wabasha, Minnesota, southeast corner, right on the Mississippi River. Well, today it appears that it's going to be a nice day. It looks like uh, the sun is just hasn't even uh, broke the horizon yet. It's quite early in the morning, and it's warm already. It's almost 70 degrees, and uh, I guess there's some showers in the forecast, but uh, there's showers from heaven. The Lord waters the earth on the just and the unjust, uh, the Bible tells us. so. Well, today uh, we're moving right along. Oh, I didn't change this. We're actually in Lesson 40, so... Don't pay any attention to this lesson thirty-nine. I never, never changed it, and I'm not going to stop the podcast. Uh, but we are in lesson number forty, and uh, we looked at the first uh, two f- fools, and we're looking at three of them that are found in in Proverbs chapter six, uh, the verse nine, uh, one through nineteen, and uh, the third. Uh, Fool is the sower of discord. I don't know if you remember who the first uh, two were. The first one was the Savior, the person that's out to try to save everybody in the world uh, instead of leading him or them to the the true Savior. And the other one was the slugger, the lazy one, the couch potato. And now we are... On the third fool, which is the sower of discord. And out of all of them, I believe this is the worst one. And uh, you will see why as we go through this lesson. Okay, the sower of discord is the third of Solomon's three fools in Proverbs 6, verses 1 through 19. This person knows what's good for God's people better than God himself does. Wow. At least he thinks he does, or she, or whoever it is. This person is a fighter, uh, a crusader. The person uh, suffers tremendous tremendous, uh, persecution at the hands of those who don't understand or won't receive the mission. In other words, whatever he says, they won't receive it. This person uh, believes Every point of theology is worth dying for. This person is always right. I've met a lot of people like that. Well, I've even met myself when I looked in the mirror. I am this fool in many ways. Uh, If you're honest, uh, you probably are too. Uh, we got to look at ourselves when we look at the Word of God. It's a mirror to the soul. Well... But watch out, Solomon addresses the Savior as my son, Proverbs 1, or 6, 1. Uh, he also addresses the slugger personally, although not as a son, Proverbs 6, 6. The sower of discord, however, is almost beneath his dignity. He does not address this person directly. Instead, he warns his readers against this person. He does not hold out much hope for this person. The sower of discord is an abomination. Proverbs 6, verse 16. One hate 
hated by God with uh, most hated. Uh, and it is, God hates this person worse than anything. We must not allow this fool to multiply in our churches. We must not allow this folly to multiply in our hearts either. You know, Solomon divides this section into two poems. The first poem we find in verses 12 through 15, and he addresses the fool's characteristics and fate. The second poem in Proverbs uh, 6, verses 16 through 19, focuses on God's attitude towards this fool. Here, I'll tackle the first one. Okay, let's look at that first one, uh, which is uh, found in verses 12 through 15. Uh, and let us read that uh, scripture. A worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech, winks with his eye, and uh, signals with his feet, points with his finger, uh, with perverted heart, uh, devises evil continually, sowing discord. Therefore, calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment, he will be broken beyond healing. Well, it's pretty harsh words. Let's be honest. This person is a great friend to have because he always has inside information about people. He's good at making you feel like you're on the inside and others are on the outside. He'll welcome you and give you a, uh, a prominent seat uh, in the clubhouse. He's not a gossip. He's not a gossip. He just really cares about what's best. He wants truth and not injustice to reign. Well, but he is worthless. He is wicked. You know, we see that in the first part of verse 12. Nothing good will come of your friendship with him. Perhaps that sounds harsh. But what Proverbs, it's what Proverbs teaches, though. So we have to take the teaching, even if it's hard. This person continually sows discord while uh, devising evil with uh, a perverted heart. Verse 14. Of course, he doesn't think of what he does as uh, evil. He just has concerns. Sound familiar? He has a few questions about the leadership. He wants to understand the church directly in uh, direction, and he wants to know if you understand it any better than he does. But discussing uh, his concerns with you, excuse me, he gives Gain some valuable advice on how to address his concerns and offers help. He offers you a, a real story. I mean, a real story, not a lie, behind a certain event in the church, church's history. Uh, he's full of insight and compassion, and he's like a magnet for those who really care about people. All I can say is watch out. Question. 
Why do you think Solomon is so hard on the sower of discord? Well, I guess you can see it if you open your eyes and look at what we're reading. Now we're going to look at how to recognize the sower of discord. There is no foolproof formula for recognizing the sower of discord, but Solomon wants to train us to be discerning. Let's read verses 12 through 15. A worthless, a worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech, winks with the eye, signals with his feet, points with his finger, uh, with a perverted heart, devises evil, continually sowing discord. Therefore, calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment, he will be broken beyond healing. Wow. Hard words. Let's take a look at a few points in here. The first one, take note of crooked speech, you know, in the last part of verse 12. Uh, do they twist words to win sympathy? Do they label their uh, complaints as concerns? Uh, their anger as frustration? Uh, or their bitterness as misunderstanding? Have they failed to forgive? Do they always have questions about, but never the answer, or any answer? Well, the second thing, uh, consider body language. You know, in the last part, or in the first part of uh, verse 13. When around people who oft, oft, offends them, do they roll their eyes, uh, glimpse, or shake their head? Uh, do they make eye contact with you when the other person uh, turns away? Uh, does their uh, posture communicate disrespect and defensiveness? Well, that's the second point. And then the third point, uh, they refuse to join the gang. The last part of verse 13. The sower of discord points with his finger in an effort to persuade others to join his team. He's a sneaky communicator, and a destructive power lies in his ability to recruit. You know, whenever someone has a complaint against another person, your best response is, did you talk to that person about it? You know, you're to go to a person if you have a, a grievance with them and uh, try to iron your difference out and not to go to others. Uh, you're supposed to try to work on the problem yourself. And if that don't work, then you take two or three brothers with you and then that don't work, then you bring it before the church. There's a process to go through. And uh, the sower of discord does not use that process. Okay, sowing discord is one of the most uh, prevalent and most uh, disregarded sins in the church today. We think of gossip as something that happens on a daytime talk show, and we ignore it in the fellowship hall. We think slander deserves discipline only if it's intentionally and overly deceitful. Perhaps we confront those who uh, uh, purposefully 
spread bad reports about others. But Proverbs is just uh, as uh, concerning to the to confronting those who uh, endorse those reports by giving them a hearing. You understand that? Well, Proverbs is just uh, uh, concerned to confront those who endorse those reports by giving them a hearing. Uh, Proverbs uh, 26, verse 20 and 20 through 28. Okay, this passage uh, uh, convicts me thoroughly. I am as guilty as anyone of speaking ill, sowing discord, and uh, fighting unity. I have shared details I didn't need to share. I have discussed uh, the failings of my supervisor with my subordinates. I've done that before at work. I have asked for a lowdown on specific people, and I have uh, entertained conversations that went in the wrong direction. I have asked Jesus to change me, and I wrestle my self-important daily. Well, if you are broken by this text, there is much hope for you. Repent. Repentance and healing. You can act as glue to reunite the uh, shades of your once uh, uh, vibrant community. You can unleash Christ's uh, redemptive glory in your church, and he can restore your body to full and proper function. Uh, learn to recognize the characteristics of the sower of discord and examine them from your heart and your church. Well, in closing, but if you find yourself still making excuses for sowing discord or for aiding and abetting others to sow discord, you'll be ruined before you know what hit you. And we see that in verse 15. God doesn't like it when people mess with his wife, the church. Well, I'm going to end with a question. What else helps you to recognize sowers of discord? Think about that question until we get to our next podcast. And uh, I'm going to end it here. And again, I'm going to end it like I normally end it. God is out here. And you can find him in your Bible. Just open it up and read, and you'll discover where God really is. He's not only in the Bible, he's in creation. But if you receive him, he'll also be in your heart. And you know, with that said, I'm going to end my podcast. I'm going to tell you to have a great day. Lord bless until we get together again. Bye for now.